Nick, someone once told me that a requirement to be a priest is that you have to be a good singer. Because, you know, during the mass, they'll be like, Welcome to the Holy Land. I have promised you this. Welcome to Point of Doom. Yeah, I could never be a priest for that reason. And with your spirit. I was just planning, just planning the next episode. Um, but welcome to Point wow, of Doom, wait, everyone. We're planning right now. We're like we're ahead of schedule. Oh my, we're gosh. ahead of schedule. This is like unheard of for us. Don't even worry about it. It's just a <laughs> thing we do now. <laughs> How are you, Nick? It's been a while. It has. It's been a full week, just like all the others. Um, and I definitely haven't talked to you in the middle of that week. That's for sure, right? Because we right? don't talk only except for on air. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. This has been a hard week for me too, but I do have a funny story, um, albeit slightly inappropriate. Um, that happened to me. I don't this think. Week. I think that's that's. We expect that at this point, you know. It's yeah. Like... Okay. <laughs> so, I was at the mall with. Who was I at the mall with this time? With Tom. I was at the mall with Tom. Was I with... Yeah, I was with Tom. I, I see with Tom. how the story's inappropriate. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, so I was at the mall with Tom, and we were walking by American Eagle. And there is a new American Eagle campaign that features a celebrity that I find attractive. So... I reached out my hand and said, to Tom, like, as a joke, to Tom, not about Tom, but about the actor, hello, sexy, and I reached out my <laughs> hand, and as I did that, this girl walked in front of me, yeah, with her boyfriend, <laughs> with her boyfriend in front of my hand, and I thought I was going to get punched, and rightfully so, to be honest, because I would never in a million years point to someone and say, hello, sexy. For <laughs> obvious reasons, that's just, like, not okay. Did you, did it look like you were reaching out for the girl or the boyfriend? Oh, the girl. The girl? <laughs> yeah. It just, it just looked so bad. And I was quite literally talking to a poster, which was weird in, in and of itself. But I just, it was a, it was an unfortunate moment. But I've had a bunch of those where I've pointed to people, like, not two people pointed at something, and then it looks like I'm pointing at them, and then it's just awkward for all. I don't even remember which event I'm thinking. I'm think it happened at Bullen Oyster at Loyola, but I don't remember why. I pointed to someone, and it like they walked in front of. No, was it? It might have been a high school. It might have been both. Honestly, it might have been a high school dance. I don't know, but apparently, I point a lot, not to people, but I guess they. You, I, I don't, you wouldn't be a good politician because have you noticed that politicians from like 
the past used to do a lot of pointing when they're doing speeches and now like kamala harris is a good example of like now she puts the thumb on top of her fingers and just yes. goes like this and does like the fist instead yes. of the pointing i yes. feel like i feel like in terms of public rhetoric people are like get away from pointing because it's rude yeah Instead, now of we're course. just gonna put our thumbs on top of the rest of our four fingers and make kind of like a totem pole of fingers and <laughs> make our point <laughs> right. this way of course um and to be honest like i wasn't even pointing i gestured my hand and it was just a bad it was bad timing they I didn't even totally, notice but i thought I, I was gonna get punched i can totally picture you doing it too because i could just see your hand gesturing to the poster and then you making like yeah like a winky like like i don't know some some i didn't even wink weird nick facial expression that's just like sexy yeah like i don't know like <laughs> first of all i have never made that noise in my life i literally just told you all i said was hello sexy and hello, it was sexy. not loud and i was doing it for my friend's amusement and a couple happened to walk in front of me and if i got punched because they thought that i was talking about them I, that would have been so valid like i think your friend was amused I think Tom was amused regardless. I don't think, I don't even think he heard me, to be honest. I don't know. It it just, that was my unfortunate story. How are you? Gotcha. I'm okay. This week has been a heavy week. Mm -hmm. I first just want to name that there were, there were actually a couple of uh, people close to me, friends, who lost loved ones this past week. And so I, it, that was heavy, just trying, empathizing with them and being with them. Um, you know, just losing a loved one is always really hard. So I, I am praying for them, for their families. Uh, that was really hard. And then this week, just for me, was just a really not a great week at work because there were just some miscommunications and expectations were expectations were just not expressed clearly, and so it was really difficult to be at work this week it was just like difficult because there's there's a conference coming up and i wasn't sure if i was going to be what my role was going to be at this conference and there was just miscommunications and it made for a difficult uh so it caused for some awkwardness maybe a little bit of tension and yeah i don't know it was just a really it was a stressful week i had a lot of stress on my on my shoulders and I'm still feeling it in my shoulders because I carry my stress in my shoulders. So I'm trying to let loose and move on. And do the wave, apparently. Do the wave, yeah, because for some reason <laughs> I just did the wave with my... <laughs> if only people could see us now. Just <laughs> just be grateful you can't. My hair's a mess today. Your hair is not a mess. I have a I have literal bedhead. A couple weeks ago I talked about how sometimes I have good bedhead and bad bedhead. This is bad bedhead. Nick, your hair looks great. I, I have, don't know what you're talking about. Thanks. I have calculated bedhead. I we've been over this. I go for the purposeful messy look. Purposeful messy with my bangs. Yeah, but there is nothing purposeful about this. Look at this. This is just this is not it. Um, we might have to I don't show know what you're on talking our story. About. Oh my gosh, you got to take a selfie, put it on your story yes. right now. No, just yes. kidding, not right now. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you what are you grateful for though? Com uh, coming out of this week, going into a new week. We record on Sundays for those who don't know. Little tidbit of behind the scenes point of do trivia anyway <laughs> i am grateful for hope i would say hmm. um mm -hmm. i was just watching an interview um with actually 
Joshua Bassett, who is, I haven't seen the show, but he's on the High School Musical um, spinoff series, and he was just talking about a um, pretty, you know, scary moment in his life this year. He almost died, really, Um, and he was just talking about hope, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, I'm grateful for hope, just like that little seed of hope, and I guess I'll talk about that a little bit in the next episode, but... Maybe even in this episode. Maybe, yes, honestly. Because I love our topic. I'm, I'm excited to, yeah. to talk about what we are today, and I think you're a good person to lead the conversation, so. Oh, thank you. I think I'm a good person, too, so. You I, are. I don't know necessarily to lead <laughs> this. <laughs> um, these are the characters, as we talked about, we play, you know, on this podcast, right? Because, you know, <laughs> this confidence on this podcast is not necessarily how we conduct ourselves. This is true. What am I grateful for? I think as I kind of talked about with my little tidbit of check-in, I'm grateful for time this week for multiple reasons. Time with loved ones. Um, I, I try not to take time with people that I care about for granted. As I've talked about previously, my love language is quality time, so I really just enjoy spending quality time with people that I care a lot about. and. I think time off is also something that I'm grateful for. Weekends, especially after a week that I had. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just grateful for time this week. So That's nice. Yeah. Thanks. And speaking so. and speaking of time, what a time to be alive right now as we enter the Lenten season. As we submerge ourselves in the middle of the Lenten season, because it is not the beginning at the time that this is coming out. Yes, absolutely. And so, as Nick has alluded to, we decided to talk about the Christian season of Lent this episode. Nick and I, as you, if you're a longtime listener, know, or if you know the two of us, we both identify as Catholic, which can then falls under the umbrella of Christianity. So we decided we want to talk about the Christian season of Lent. So why don't we start with this? What is Lent, right? Lent is a season during the liturgical calendar uh, in Catholicism and other Christian religions, stemming from the 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus spent fasting in the desert before he began his public ministry. So that's why Lent is 40 days. Its color is purple. Its color is purple. Yes, its liturgical color is purple. In the Catholic Church, there are the, the, the priests wear purple vestments. There are usually sometimes purple decorations in in churches and chapels and yeah so there are only there are only two seasons in the catholic uh liturgical calendar season one and season two where that that is purple exactly season one season two of the where we've entered the catholicism season one um but advent is purple and lent is purple. And those are both seasons where pre- we're preparing for something, right? In Advent, we're preparing for the birth of Jesus right before Christmas. And in Lent, we're preparing for the sacrifice that Jesus 
made for all of us on, uh, during his passion where he he died and then uh, three days later rose suffered died was buried and then rose again three days later so yeah so nowadays the season usually starts on ash wednesday and i kind of want to get into ash wednesday because i think this ash wednesday is kind of an interesting topic to talk about and it usually spans from sometime mid-February, early March, and extends 40 days, uh, not including Sundays. Some people don't know that. Some people do know that. And I'll talk about why some people really do know that. And then usually ends sometime in, in April uh, with Easter Sunday. There are three different uh, pillars of Lent. Those would be prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, Nick, say the obligatory Me alms. almsgiving. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I'm about to get kicked out of my own podcast. I'm just, <laughs> I just figured I'd invite you to do it instead of, you know, being interrupted this time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. It's no, probably going to happen again. Kidding. Look, it just did. I think it's funny. It, every time, every time I say it, I expect you to just be me alms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then it's a season to reflect on our relationships with God, ourselves, and others, and work on areas that need improvement. So, for instance, during Lent, you might hear that some Christians are becoming more intentional with their prayer during the season. Others might fast or give up something that leads them away from God or something that has been harmful for their relationships, uh, either with God or themselves or with other people. And other people, in terms of the almsgiving, Oh, nothing. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Meoms. <laughs> and for those that don't um, know, that is a Mr. Krabs, a, a take on a Mr. Krabs quote, meoms, when they fall off in SpongeBob. Yes. I feel like we should somehow adapt that meme for this poster. <laughs> we, yeah, honestly. Meoms. And it's just palms. Me palms. Because Palm Sunday. <laughs> exactly. 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 The Sunday before Easter. That'd be fantastic. Me oh palms. Um, yeah, and then so then still others in terms of the almsgiving, others might give to a charity that has a strong meaning for them. Um, my view on faith, as I've I think I've expressed in this podcast, is that faith is a personal journey, and I feel the same way about Lent. Meaning that whatever someone decides to do for Lent, I think is between them and God. But I do think that there is a there is a good. Uh, I do enjoy that there is a Christian season to, that kind of gives incentive, at least for me, to think about my relationships and how I can improve and stuff. How about you, Nick? What's your Lenten experience has been like the 23 years of life? <laughs> 24 so, years of life, Yeah, right? so yeah. Well, thank you. Oh. Um, I, I do appreciate it, <laughs> the 23, not going to lie. Um, but You don't so look a growing day over up, 19. What can I say? Growing <laughs> up, I did not like Lent like as a kid just because it's like you have to give up something and you can't eat meat on Fridays. Like, what is that? Um. I don't necessarily, like, buy into that um, anymore. The, like, I think there are different ways to celebrate Lent or to, you know, honor the Lenten season. And when I say I don't necessarily buy into that, I definitely bought into a um, McChicken the other night, uh, Friday night. So that's, <laughs> that's how I don't buy into that. But I think that there are different ways. Like you mentioned, some people, you know, focus on almsgiving. Some people... Um, give up something that means a lot to them just in honor of like Jesus's you know suffering giving up his life some people give up things that just make their lives inconvenient to remember that suffering 
I yeah. there was a really cool example. Um, I don't know who who told me about it, but I think it was um Megan in campus ministry, my supervisor. Um, but I don't know if it was actually her, so I will put that disclaimer there. But I think it was her that gave up spoons, which was interesting. Oh. It might not have been her, to be honest, but gave up spoons. And it's just like, you think that, oh, well, that's something easy to give up. But, like, it's really not when it's like, oh, we're having soup tonight. Oh, we're having, like, anything that you would need a spoon for. Um, I think somebody gave up, like glasses once too like glasses like that you drink from um which just made it made their lives like a little bit more difficult but it's like okay this is just like a minor inconvenience to me and just kind of every time it happens like a reminder like oh jesus gave his life i'm curious what did they if they were going to have soup did they just avoid soup or did they just use a fork i don't know (laughs) i don't know i mean you could chopsticks yeah (laughs) i mean you could use a fork and you just don't get any of the broth and then i guess you drink the broth but then that's just like i said like it's just a it's a minor inconvenience but it is a reminder of the suffering of jesus's suffering for us which in a way like that's what giving up something is meant to do anyways in in the Lenten season, right? Um, I think that's how I well, was actually, taught it. That was, a, yeah. So that's actually a question that I I wanted to bring up during this conversation is what do you think about the idea? Because I was taught this too that whatever you do during the Lenten season should be difficult or it should induce some type of inconvenience, no matter how minor, to mirror Christ's sacrifice. Right. But it's interesting to know that you were taught the same thing. Well, to be honest, I think the word sacri- or the word suffering is actually appropriate in that situation because it's supposed to mirror Christ's passion and suffering in the in the Christian sure. faith. I think it's okay in the situation, the Lenten season, like I think in this instance, because it's supposed to mirror you know, Christ giving up something in suffering. Um, but outside of Lent, I don't believe that doing good things need to be at the detriment to yourself. I've talked about this before. Um, I think sometimes we think that, you know, oh, I did something good, or I did something good for someone else to make myself feel better. Oh, well, then that doesn't count because you were doing it to make yourself better. It's like, well, that might be true, but you were also at the same time doing something good for someone else. And doing something good at your own self-detriment is actually hurting yourself, right? Like, it's not, like, I I just don't agree with yeah, that. Yeah, you've talked about that Yeah, before. I just don't agree with that. And I think also, if somebody does something, like, if, if there's somebody who does good things for others to make themselves feel good as well, that's, like, not the case for everybody. Some people do bad things to make themselves feel good, right? So, like, if you're somebody that gets joy out of doing good for others, I think that's totally fine and more power to you and i think we should strive to be more like that i know i i enjoy doing good things for others there is a feeling people say it like people there are a lot of people that do service work and like it just makes me feel really good i don't think that's selfish to be honest yeah and i going back to you know doing whatever you do during lent mirroring christ's sacrifice i think that's a completely personal thing right i personally i think that is a good way to kind of, I guess, guide you in terms of trying to figure out what you're going to do for Lent. I think, okay, like what's going to be like, it's that reflection piece, right? What, how have I been in my life? What am I doing? How am I doing with my relationships? Are, is, 
in terms of my relationship with myself is social media because I know that social media is something that a lot of people give up during mm-hmm. Lent is social media causing me to think badly about myself and how I see about how I see myself that could then giving it up could be something that is beneficial to you but also difficult because in this ever connected world you feel like you might get FOMO or you might miss out or um you know, some people give up food items, mm-hmm. right? Not only just not eating meat on Fridays, but some people might give up chocolates or sweets or dessert or something like that. And if that's something that you feel like, again, that relationship with yourself, okay, you're not feeling necessarily great, that body dysmorphia, you know, if you're feeling like that and you want to cut that out and as this and this is, provides an incentive, you know, that could be very personal for you. And so I think this kind of leads into... My next question to you, which is, you know, what are you doing for Lent? But at least before we get there, becoming, trying to become, not necessarily mirroring Christ's sacrifice, but I see it as more kind of becoming more Christ-like. So that could be at the end of his life, during his passion, during the, his suffering death. Um, and, you know, obviously we cannot, cannot mirror his resurrection, um, although, you know, there could be debate about, you know, metaphorically how we can mirror his resurrection. Mm-hmm. But how can we be Christ-like in how we act, right? During his during his ministry, during his life, how can we be more Christ-like? So, um, Nick, for this Lent, what what are you doing? So, just in response before I answer that to what you just said, I have oh, a yeah, million absolutely. thoughts. Um, because I want to yeah. first echo again what I said the first time. Because you just said, how can we mirror Christ's actions and be Christ-like? I just want to, this is just for all like our overthinkers out there. I just want to reiterate. Here I am. Yeah, same. If you are somebody. <laughs> Here we <who> are. <laughs> feels good about doing good things for others or do, does good things for others to also feel good about yourself. Like that, in my opinion, makes you a phenomenal person. Because like I said, again, there are people that do selfish things to make them feel good or do bad things to make them feel good. And so, yeah, so just shout out to the overthinkers and you're doing a great job. Um. Next, what I wanted to say, you were talking about, um, you were talking about some people will do, or will give up things that might be at the detriment to them, like social media, but at the same time, it might also be something that they, so social media might be at their detriment, but it might also be something that they really like and they're giving up. So I think it brought up a post I saw the other day about, I think it was from Black Liturgies um, that was shared. You might have seen the post too about how some people give up things for uh, Lent that are just for like self-improvement and how, you know, you might want to consider the almsgiving aspect of it more and giving back to communities that are underrepresented or marginalized. But I think that I... I have differentiating opinions. Like, I have two different opinions on that because I think, you know, giving to yourself and, like, self-improvement can also help others. Like, filling your cup, you know, to be able to... Because you can't pour from an empty cup. But at the same time, I agree that Lent doesn't just have to be about giving something up. It can also be, you know, almsgiving, which is helping others and, you know, just 
that is also mirroring Christ, right? He was helping us in right. order to, in, in the Catholic tradition, in the Christian tradition, he was helping us um, by giving up his life. And he didn't want it, like, he gave up his life so we didn't have to suffer. So I also think about when people just give things up, like, you know, for their own self-detriment. It's really, in my opinion, just to remind you of the sacrifice. It's not to suffer because Christ did not want us to suffer. That is the whole point of his passion. Right. And another pillar, as I mentioned, of Lent is prayer. And I feel like the act of giving something up or even what I've done a lot in recent years is instead of necessarily giving something up, but adding in action, like doing one kind thing a day, for instance, like a be kind 21 type mm. of thing or compliment or reaching out to someone who I've I've lost contact with once a day. Um, you know, adding something can also be, I think, something that you do for Lent and it can be a form of prayer. Too. Right. And words go a long way. Like you just said Absolutely. about compliments. I just wanted to say that. And so all of what I just said was really, you know, a prelude to saying I haven't thought of what I'm giving up for Lent as it is like halfway through. I thought about giving up social media, but that was before I saw that post I was mentioning. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of more just like for my own mental health. But again, like I said, mental, like when you have a better, um, when your mental health is, you know, strong, you you're better equipped to give um to other people so but i don't know i i don't know i haven't to be quite honest with you i haven't given up anything for a while i did do one year in college or in high school that i just did not eat meat on fridays and that was actually really hard for me just because i um i just eat a lot of meat and didn't like i don't well i guess i do realize it so that was hard but i i definitely want to to be honest i'm just like to be honest, Ash Wednesday came up and I had like just completely didn't even realize it was Ash Wednesday. I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Ash Wednesday. No one at work had their ashes, even though my supervisor's Catholic, so I was like, she's probably going at night. Um, but it just was like, I don't know if I'm just so, you know, consumed in work and like, I don't know. But TBD. I didn't realize yeah, either. Yeah, TBD. The liturgical calendar just kind of snuck up on me. It's like, hey, here we are, Ash Wednesday, get your ashes. Yeah, and to be honest, um, like, it, I it, like, I like to, you know, be kind and give back throughout, like, that's, as you know, as someone who knows me, like, that's something that I enjoy doing um, anyways. Like, it's not just, and I think that's another message, is Lent, it doesn't just, you know, it's 40 days, but it's not, you know, it's a period of recognition, but hopefully it extends and goes beyond kind of like be kind 21 it's not just 21 days it's and i'm not comparing be kind 21 to to christ's you know 40 day no i don't think no you are but either but I, yeah yeah i think i think it's interesting because as as we're talking i'm realizing that we had a new year's resolutions yes. episode and i'm about to list what i'm doing for lent and i think one of these things at least is something that i said for new year's resolution yet i have more motivation to do it during Lent yeah. than I do for a new year. And I don't know if that's because it's like has its foundations in faith or versus New Year's resolution. It's just like I'm the only one who can hold myself to this. I mean, I'm also the only one besides, of course, God that can hold myself to my Lenten sacrifices, promises, fasting, you know, whatever I decide to do. But it's interesting that I feel and maybe it's that Catholic guilt too, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's like I would hold myself to what I'm doing for Lent more than I am, am really ever going to hold the New Year's resolution because I, I mean, we did a check in a couple weeks ago, like should have said my resolutions. I for, I've honestly forgotten what they were. <laughs> so 
Um, oh, well, actually, no. One, I know I remember that one of them was doing things with a purpose because I, I want to do them, not because other people expected of me. So I, I'd say I'm doing well with that. But anyway, back to Lent. What am I doing for Lent? A couple of things. Um, I want to read more instead of spending time on a screen. Mm. I am being more intentional with my prayer. I That's something that I get away from very much is I just don't pray because again it's mm. something that I can choose when I do it when I don't and I when the busyness of life gets me all stressed out and you know as I did in the beginning of the episode doing the wave with my arms um <laughs> that's something that it goes that goes by the wayside so being intentional more with my prayer I've been going to mass every week during Lent which has been really nice I talked that's about cool. that on a previous episode I found mm. that church that with the priest that's just very very with it very very justice oriented and my faith is very mm-hmm. justice oriented and uh i'm not spending as much time in my room i think that i i've been spending a lot of time in my room and as an extrovert and as someone who appreciates again that quality time with people i live with two other people being my parents at home and right now my both of my siblings are home so instead of you know hauling up in my room or holding up in my room it's nice to just maybe do whatever I'm doing in my room and doing that in a, in a common space in my house so that I can be with other people. And then finally, I decided that I want to stop. I, I, I've, after some reflection, I've realized that I've been pretty bad lately about making surface level judgments about people, not people in my life necessarily, but like if I see someone somewhere, a stranger and just like making a judgment right off the bat. So what I'm trying to do during this Lent is to, stop myself from doing that and seeing christ in everybody instead of just being like oh that person's rude that person's whatever for example Mm -hmm. i'll give you an example yesterday i was driving home from tennis and someone cut me off on the highway and then both the driver and the passenger flipped me off and i was so angry i was like you i was like you cut me off why are you flipping me off and so but I, I just thought about my, my Lenten commitment and I, I would have like, hit them. No, I'm not going to make any service level judgments. Maybe they're going through something. Maybe I, you know, I don't know their story. So that's what I'm doing. Um, that's awesome. That's really good. I don't know. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been good so far. I think it's been helpful. It's becoming more intentional, yeah. right? It's just becoming more intentional about things has been, super helpful and so i i really like this time of year because it it provides an incentive to be reflective and and to think about things that uh what what can i work on where are my areas of improvement and what can i do during these 40 days which hopefully as you said continues after the 40 days right habitual intentionality we love it and yes i just coined that phrase um that's really i i like what you mentioned about seeing the good in everyone and maybe they're going through something that's something that I also um, keep in mind when somebody's, you know, being rude or cutting me off. If I mean, you're you're better than I am. I like I said, I would have hit them. Um, no, I would not have hit them. <laughs> I am a safe driver. No, because then my insurance yeah, goes no. up. You know, <laughs> I'm a safe driver. Yes, um, and you're also a very safe driver with a very safe car too. Um, but I honestly. I forget where we we kind of got off topic a little bit. Um, we were talking about your um what you're doing for Lent this year, and you said that 
you feel like it's becoming more you're becoming more intentional and you hope that it you hope that it extends through the 40 days um do you have any other you know thoughts on like how it's been going so like yeah i feel like you kind of already answered that but do you have any final thoughts on like your um what you're giving up this year what you've given up in the past maybe in the past i i mean i did the desserts thing i've done instagram um i can't think about what else i've done in the past I, I like i said in recent years i've done a lot more of adding something in right for, like like the like the reaching out to someone who i've lost contact with mm-hmm. like you know either once a week or, or once a day i've tried doing that before because i felt like i was i like self-isolating instead of being in community with people um but yeah i i Otherwise, I'm trying to think of what else I've done in the past. But I mean, that's okay. I, the more we talk about this, though, the more I see the parallels to New Year's resolutions and to be kind to yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I would really like to try. Honestly, the the no spoons thing. I think that, or something that mm. would that I could take out of my life that is seemingly like not going to affect me in any way, but actually does, and just is serves as that reminder. Because I think that brings that can bring you closer to God if you're Catholic or Christian, you know, and just you know closer sure. to your faith. I also, you mentioned prayer. I really that's something that I really haven't wavered from, and I'm I'm that's something that I really enjoy, honestly. Because I don't think prayer is necessarily just like talking, you know, whether in your head or talking to God. Like it can be anything. I, I mean, that is what I do often. I do like pray often. Um, not like that sounds like I'm like all the time, but like it's something I do. No, no like no, if no. I'm like in the car and like yeah. see like you know like a cross or something. Like I, there's a lot of crosses on the road, like where people passed away on my way to work, which is like really sad. But there's a lot of them. I'm not sure why, because I don't see them anywhere else. Um, but just like that, you know, during moments like that. Um, but honestly, I think prayer. And you can find God in anything. We talk about, in, you know, Ignatian spirituality talks about finding God in all things. This is, you know, I'll put it out there because A, it's controversial, and B, it's good content. But I genuinely find God in in Lady Gaga and my love for her just because it brings me joy and her message is kindness and, um, and love. And I, I really, really, I will say this, like, with... 100% confidence. I do believe that she fully understands Jesus's message. Not fully understand. No one fully can understand anything, but I think she understands Jesus's message more than a large, large portion of the Catholic Church, and I, I, I stand by that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, and I think I, I re- definitely resonate with what you said about seeing God in all things, and and. The, Prayer doesn't have to be just what you think of having a, you know, sign, you know, the signing in of right, the right, sign right, of the right. cross, Father, Son, Holy right. Spirit, say what you need to say and then sign out, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like, I, I read a book, I think I've mentioned it before, it's called Resisting Happiness by Matthew I've Kelly. I've heard of it. It was a while ago, it was one of my favorite, one of my favorite books at the time. He talks about how prayer can be whatever you want it to be, right? right? It can be an action as we've as we've talked about, right? Like what what are you doing for Lent? Whatever your Lenten commitment is, that can be your form of prayer. And for me, I've had to remind myself over and over and over of what that that can be prayer. It doesn't have to be the sign in, sign out type of prayer. Where it 
can be because sometimes I just I don't know what to say, right? I sometimes I start praying and this is silly because again, this is my own personal relationship with God and it, it's silly and I just think, okay, I've signed in. Now what do I say? Right? Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's, the, the, the silly part is that you don't have to say anything, right? Because in a way, my belief is that God knows what you're thinking, what you're feeling, right. what you're going to say before you even think, feel, and say. I believe that. Too. So sometimes you can just check in you know, you don't necessarily have to check in with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but you can just decide in any given moment to just say, okay, this is what's going on right now. I know you know how I'm feeling, what I'm anticipating, my anxieties, my worries, you know, regrets that I have, anything like that. Just give it up to God and that's it. It can be super, super, super informal. Right. And just give whatever you're experiencing and it doesn't need to be this informal thing where you need to go to mass or you need to go to uh adoration or or anything like that right but it can just be like hey man this is what i'm experiencing need some help with this or guide me however way you think is best right type of thing and thanks man i'll see you around (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll see you around um see you at the second coming um but (laughs) but uh we just find an episode title we might we might have. Um, I I want to say, too, because I feel like a lot of times in modern, you know, Catholicism, just like, you know, different like preachers or different priests that are like considered really cool or even like the mass at uh, the Hopkins Court Mass at Loyola, which re, um, always uh, made the liturgy surround a, a popular song um, on the radio and just kind of relating it to more like, what is it, non-secular or secular? I don't know. What's the like non-religious made it secular okay yeah i think that a lot of times people think oh that's straying from tradition it's watering it down it's only to get more people like involved in like it's a it's a reach to get kids involved into like religion like but i and like i feel like i come off as sounding like i do that like to a traditionalist when i talk about things like oh i think lady gaga like knows more about being a catholic and she is catholic but more about being a catholic than most of the catholic church or i think you know i see you know, I pray, praying doesn't have to just be with words, but I really think like if, if your faith encompasses, like if your faith is your worldview, right, which I think that's a good definition for it, and, or, or a lens through which you see the world, it's, it is going to be that entire experience of your life, not just, oh, this is religious, this isn't, right? Like, I, right. I don't think it has right. to be this I don't think it's watering it down to to encompass your entire life around it. Because like you said, you're not logging on and logging off. Like God doesn't require well, it goes a password. To the question right of It goes to the question right of who's a better Christian? Someone that goes to mass but is an absolute asshole outside right. of the church or is someone who is doesn't necessarily isn't able to get to mass every single Sunday, but or every single weekend, but is living out the faith in their actions every day. Right. Right? Right. So it's just something to think about, and it's something that I reflect on, and I've reflected with a couple of people actually in recent days on that topic. But something that I wanted to talk about specifically was Ash Wednesday. Me too. I was literally just going to say that. And kind of it's kind of it's irony, but also we'll start with where it stems from, right? So Ash Wednesday is when Christians—it's just—it's the official start of Lent. 
is Ash Wednesday. And obviously it's on a Wednesday. And it's called Ash Wednesday because Christians receive ashes on their forehead in the shape of a cross. Why do Christians receive ashes? Well, they receive ashes of reminder of human mortality and the need for reconciliation in this very prayerful season of Lent. And it's really, really interesting because it's it's kind of like a not like a morbid thing. I call I'll say solemn. It's a solemn type of thing because you go up to the ash minister, whoever's distributing the ashes, and they make a cross on your forehead and they can say, repent and receive the good news or repent and believe in the gospel. Or they can say, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. How dark is that? Well, I think it's, a, it's another, like we say, reminder. Like, I feel like there's a lot of reminders in Lent, but the hole in the ground is the same size for all of us. I just heard someone right. say it's that. It's definitely a reminder it's definitely a reminder and it's definitely that's definitely its purpose of when you when your ego gets too big or when you think you're holier than thou remember that we're all human and we're all you know the our fate essentially is all the same as nick just said with the hole in the ground is the same for all of us um so i just think that that's kind of i always just thought that that was I always chuckled at remember that you were dust and to dust you shall return. And even when I was an Ash minister on Ash Wednesday, I would always choose to say that one instead of repent and believe in the gospel because I just thought that was, you know, <laughs> I just a more to... humbling <laughs> reminder to the people I'm giving ashes to. So you said by accident, res- and I, I know you know the right thing, so I just want to like say it. You said resent and believe in the gospel the first time. Um, oh, but I, repent. <laughs> but so you said repent, then you said resent, and then you said repent again. So I and obviously you know what it is. I just thought it was kind of funny. You were like resent and believe in the gospel. Resent, yeah, no. <laughs> um, the other thing about Ash Wednesday that I think is the the irony piece is that every year, no matter what. So there are for those who don't know in the Catholic Church, there are there are uh, three different cycles of readings that you do during mass right so there's a b and c but every year on ash wednesday the reading is the same the gospel reading is the same and essentially what the gospel reading is saying is that when you perform righteous deeds in order that people may uh, see them or it says take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them otherwise you will have no recompense for your heavenly father when you give alms do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets and win the praises of others when you pray do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites they neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting basically what christ is saying there is don't pray don't fast don't give alms as as look at me, I'm a great person or as a showboat, but do it in private because, again, it's the relationship between God and yourself and God knows what you're doing and what you're don't doing. And so basically do it for you and your own personal faith journey. That being said, we then put ashes on our heads and parade around the rest of the day with <laughs> With look at me, I'm a I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> which I, I think is there's some irony there, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, totally. I I mean I agree with what you said about don't do it for show. Totally. Um, that's there's a difference between doing it for yourself and others, and then doing it for show. Um, because that's you know, not that's not it. But I think I see the irony there definitely. But I think that's more of a reminder of like, I am just a person 
you know, like with the ashes, like I am not, like I am, I do not take myself that seriously. Like I am not above anybody. I am just a person. Like that, I am a human. I'm going to die. I am uh, mortal. I think it goes back to intention, right? If you go to, if you go to mass on Ash Wednesday, but, and it's just like, okay, this is something that I'm doing because I'm a Catholic and look, uh, the other Catholics are doing it. So therefore I should do it. Then it's like, uh, I don't know, like that type of thing. But if you go because for that, like solemn reason of preparing for the season of Lent and you know, you're, you're reflecting on that human mortality. Absolutely. I just think it's funny that the readings literally say every year, you know, don't be like the hypocrites who, who pray and fast and give alms and then go out to everybody and say, look at me, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm giving alms. Right. And then we go right. out with, we go out of the church, of the chapel, of the ministry office, wherever you get your ashes, saying, look at me, I'm beginning to repent, pray, fast, right. give alms. As you cut someone off. Right, right. <laughs> um. So... I would like to end this episode on a funny note because I see this meme yes, every year. Please. I see this meme every year. Two of them that I can recognize are not appropriate, but everything else is funny. Like, I don't like the OCD. Uh, it basically, hold on, let me just, let me say what the meme is. So it's a Catholic guide to ashes. I'm sure you've seen it before. Um, yes. And yes. some of them are really funny. And then one of them makes fun of OCD by it being perfect, which is not appropriate. It's a guide of ashes, and it has a picture of a bunch of different how a cross could look on your forehead, and different right. type, like not different types of actual crosses, but like, <laughs> like right. some of them are really messy, some of them are really like clean, yeah. like someone put time and effort into putting that one on their forehead. Different right, and I just want to things, right? Yeah, yeah. and I just want to put this disclaimer out because I pr we pro I probably will post it on our story this guide because I think it's really funny. But the OCD one I don't think is appropriate, and I don't think the Hindu one is appropriate because it's using somebody else's religion as the butt of a joke. Um, but my favorite, so the first in line is the one that's like it was really well done, and then I think some of like the blob you've we've all seen somebody that has the blob like just like it's it's like that is definitely not a cross it's a on your forehead. Print. Yeah, there's a thumb <laughs> the dripster the one that's like it started really dark and then it just starts like dripping down. My favorite yeah. one though, and I laugh at this every single time, is the father's revenge, and it's this thick, thick, what? massive cross. Look, I'll show you, and then we can post this on our story. But there's the father's revenge. Oh I'm my sure gosh. you can see which one it is. <laughs> I just think it's yeah. hysterical because I think that's the funniest. That's the, just the name. The name is too good. That's really funny. And something that I want to add to that is, last year with COVID and everything we were trying to, I was part of the sacristan team at Loyola and we were trying to decide how are we going to give out ashes with COVID and we can only have so many people in the chapel and all this stuff. So we ended up deciding some, some, some archdiocese and some places around the world, instead of placing the ash with the, uh, with the thumb on the person's forehead, they just like sprinkled it on their head, which mm -hmm. I'm not an expert in liturgy, but I know that I think that there's something somewhere we should ask our friend Scott if that about that might actually be more liturgically correct is sprinkling someone's forehead with ashes instead of putting the cross but again i'm not an expert so don't take my word for it but we 
at Loyola got black Q-tips and we put the Q-tip in the ashes and then we put the the ashes on the person's forehead using the Q-tip. And I apologize to all of the people I gave ashes to where I put a little too much on the Q-tip and then as soon as I touched the Q-tip to your forehead, the ash fell into your mask. Oh. So I am so I am so sorry to all of those people. I have a question. But this sure. is just, it has nothing to you do with just ask the question. Yeah, well, nothing to do with like the, you know, <laughs> the religious aspect of it, but why did it have to be a black Q-tip if the ashes were black? Why couldn't it have did, was it specifically a black Q-tip? It, it was a black Q-tip, and I, I don't know why. Okay, I didn't know if that was done. I know that one of I know that one of my colleagues had the idea of having the black Q-tips just go with the go with the the season. Well, I don't know. I don't know why we had the. Well, black Q-tips, if we were going so. with the season, it would have been purple. But I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I feel like those would yes, be hard to would. find. Thank you for this conversation, Nick. I think we. I, think I really liked one. this. I really enjoyed it. I, I think all of them are good eh, ones, but this I think one was this a good one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My name is Justin Dew, and I'm Nick Gervasi. You can reach us at our email, pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pointofdewpodcast or Twitter at pointofdew. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store, or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, H. Men. We roll down our swords We can't be able to decide Will they will see the end Of course Because they will carry on